Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast, where we empower, educate, and inspire mothers and sons to recognize, understand, and free themselves from difficult mother-son relationships. More on this podcast content can be found in Dr. Leslie's book entitled The Selfish Mother's Survival Guide. And you can get your copy today on Amazon. If you need to renew your mind, then you are in the right place. And now your host and mindset coach, Dr. Leslie. everyone and welcome to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast where we inspire, empower, and educate mothers and sons just like you. So we're really excited to uh, be with you on today and that you decided to be with us. I have a very special guest with you and she is no stranger to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast. I call her Miss Pam affectionately because she's such a lady and she tells me to stop calling her Miss Pam, but I can't. So I would like to welcome Miss Pam. She's done a couple of podcasts for us because her information is so rich and she's usually uh, candid in her conversation. So today we're going to continue with another conversation, a different conversation than what we have had in the past. And I'll just let her tell you about it. But before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and start us off in prayer. And then we'll have Miss Pam to go ahead and go ahead and get started. So bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for allowing us to be here before you one more time. I want to clear the airwaves of any satanic or demonic forces that might try to come to hinder the conversation that you would like to have with us on today. Father, I thank you for Ms. Pam coming as our special guest. Give her the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that she needs to be able to help another mother or son do what they need to do. Father, we just clear the airwaves right now, and we thank you and will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jesus. Amen. 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 So, Ms. Pam, thank you so much and welcome to the Dr. Leslie Inspire show. I should say welcome again. Yes. And before we get started, I just want to say that Ms. Pam was very instrumental and so very helpful to me in the journey uh, that I have gone through and still going through with the loss of my mom in November. And she gave me, one day she came and brought me this bracelet with an angel wing on it. And when I told her, before I even knew what was in the box, and she came and brought me some things. And I said, what are you, some kind of angel or something? Because she knew exactly where to meet me at the need that I had at the time. And the only way that somebody can meet your need like that is for them to be able to empathize. And the way that you empathize most of the time is you have been through it. And going through something like this, it enables you to feel what the other person feels. But she has been an angel to me throughout this process. She started off reading 
my first book, Setting Boundaries with Your African-American Son. And we became friends. We became friends because she ate that book. She soaked it up and she was just as much of a blessing to me as I was to her. So without further ado, Miss Pam, welcome, 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 my angel. (laughs) Well, thank you, Leslie, for having me. So I'll just begin to share what my journey has been and is been and is I'm still in it. On August the 7th, at about 8 o'clock in the morning, I had a knock at my door, and it was the police officer. Could not understand why this police officer was at my door. And he asked, "Did I was I the mother of Cameron Cruz? And I said, yes. And he said, can I come in? And I was like, why are you, why do you need to come in here? Don't come, you know, you tell me now. You stand at my door, tell me now. He said, I need to come in. And that's when I received the devastating news that my son had been killed in a car accident. The police were doing a chase, uh, chasing a stolen vehicle. And my son was sitting at a light with his friend. It was about mm, four o'clock in the morning. He had gotten off of work, went and picked up his friend, was headed to his apartment and sitting at the light talking. And then out of nowhere, this stolen vehicle slams into the driver's side and kills him. My son died of internal injuries, but thank God the passenger that was in the car with him, she survived. But I just can't even tell you, it, it, it has been a fog and it was a fog. And the only way I got through it was through God's strength, falling down on my knees, praying, asking God, I've never had to do this journey before. And he just starts sending people who had lost children in very devastating ways, you know, to comfort me because they knew where I was. And during this process, after everything settled down, after the funeral, I still felt like I was in a fog, like I just couldn't see to the left or the right or in front of me. It was just a fog. It was like I was still walking. I had no control of my my body. Mm -hmm. It's just how out of body I felt. I felt exposed when trying to go to work, getting up in the mornings, because I never stopped working. Even through planning his his service and anything, I still went to work because school was starting. Mm -hmm. And I never could get myself to look on the outside how I had in the past done. Mm -hmm. So I felt like everything on the inside that I was trying to hide and trying to be okay was just showing. I couldn't hide it. So I felt like God had to expose me. And I'm slowly coming out of that because it's only through God's strength that I've I've made it thus far. Because if you haven't experienced it and you know know of people who have and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could go on living, you know, just Lord, just take me. I, I, I can't see my life without my child. And I was having a conversation with someone and I was like, you know, I used to say that, but God has more work for me. You know, even through this tragedy, he has more work for me to do, keeping Cameron's legacy alive. You know, he was 26. He had just gotten started getting his life together um, because I was following Leslie's book on our relationship. I'm not going to say that Cameron was a piece of cake because he wasn't. We had our moments. But I find that by me being so close to the Lord, that I was able to see or feel. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling, but I was able to just keep praying for him and 
still yeah. supporting him. And within a year, last October in 21, Cameron was in a bad accident. A girl ran a light, hit him, tore up his car. A little girl got hurt in, in the other person's car. And the other driver, her arm was broken. So we didn't know what that was going to look like because that mm -hmm. car was in my name. Cameron didn't have insurance, but he was just going to do something that he needed to do. Right. But thank God, got an attorney and we got, you know, that all washed out. I bought him another car in November. Well, he bought his own self a car this time. Okay. He had that car two weeks and someone read him off the road and he ended up hitting a, 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 a fire hydrant. Wow. He was on his way to work. Wow. Doing because doing, Cameron was not a street person. He yeah. was very reserved, very at home. You know, you know, you hear people say, oh, he was he, he was a good guy and he yeah. give you a shirt off his back and, you know, and knowing what type of lifestyle the person lived. Right. But I can honestly say that my son was not a bad kid at all. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, when he had the second accident, Cameron felt so defeated, like no matter how hard he tried, you know, to get a hold of his life and get some direction that it, it was always something coming at him. Mm -hmm. And that night was sitting in the car in that in my car. It was cold. It was winter. It was, you know, it was very cold. And we we're sitting there and just God just told me, he said, I, and I told him, I said, Cameron, I am not going to fuss at you or, you know, how did this happen? I said, but God is trying to tell you something. Jesus, Jesus. Open your eyes, open your heart and receive whatever he's trying to tell you. And... I think a day or a couple of days after that, he went over to my mother's and he just broke down, just sobbing and said, Grandma, help me, help me. And she led him through through the sinner's prayer. Amen. So I know. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I know the power of prayer yes. and I know where my son is. There's yeah. no doubt, because all you have to do is say, Lord, here I am. Accept yeah. me, Lord, I, please help me. And yeah. let me tell you, you can rest in that a little bit more, knowing that he's in the right place. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what carried me through, you yeah. know, because yeah. and I think when you share with me what your mom said about the service, about she had never been to a service like that before. Mm -hmm. That wasn't me. That was God. Because I, I remember falling on my knees. I said, Lord, I got to send my son to you the yeah. way you gave him to me. You know, he was mm -hmm. a blessing and for as long as he was here. But I want to send him back to you. Yeah. I could only have him for this long. And I thank you for it. And so, you know what? My mom had called and told me what happened and I could not believe it because mm -hmm. um, I know the conversations that we've had and we've even had Cameron I've had videos with him talking you know and my mother said the service was absolutely beautiful she said there were so many people but even before that the lady who I just asked you to speak at her retirement 
party uh, next Sunday, I was talking to her and I was asking her, do you remember Miss Pam on the Board of Education? She said, oh yeah, she knows who you are. Mm -hmm. And I said, her son just got killed in the accident. She said, oh my gosh, I heard about it because she had gone over to see her niece Mm. that day and her niece was crying her heart out Mm. because she knew Cameron she knew your son Mm -hmm. she said he was the nicest person you ever wanted to meet Mm. and she only just said good things about it she wasn't that close with him but she knew exactly who he was and she knew him and he knew her Mm -hmm. but the impact that his death had on people directly and indirectly is God. I mean, we never know how God is going to use his passing. You know, just the idea that he was so young and had so much life in him and ahead of him. I mean, you know one thing because that's your son. Mm. A lot of people don't know the side that you know. So they only have those good memories of this young man who was just so awesome. Mm. You know, so you did your job. You Mm. did a good job, despite the challenges that you all may have had at one time. You did your job and you did a great job because people knew him. That's why so many people showed up on his behalf and to support you and the family. Mm. That's God. You did your job with the support of your community. Mm. You know, your mom and dad, like you say, he went to your mom. That meant he had a lot of trust in her Mm -hmm. so I think you can rest in that and just feel good that he's up there with heaven you gave him you gave him because when they are taken you kind of have to do some letting go yourself Mm -hmm. I have to do some letting go myself and we can talk about it all day long but it's easier said than done Mm -hmm. yep Not, not that easy it's a process but it's also part of our journey. And I think, you know, something that you said, which I'm finding myself, you get closer and closer to God. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder that he wasn't, he didn't leave the house expecting to die that day. Right. You know what I mean? So none of us know when people thinking they're waiting on the rapture but you can walk, you can go outside and get hit by a doggone police car. Yep. Get a police check. You just don't know. So when I think about all of that, even with my mom, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. My mother was talking that Sunday and she was gone by Saturday. And I know that was not, a part of her plan. I know that my mother did not think that she would not be able to communicate in a few days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it's a game changer. It's a game changer for the Lord. Yeah. And, and I'm so happy that you started talking about God initially because these podcasts are changing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need Jesus. We're talking about all of this stuff. And I know we're talking about mothers and sons, but we have to go deeper with that because we got to deal with us you couldn't save Cameron Mm-mm. there was nothing you could do to save him I could not save my mother this is my message now it's an individual journey yep 
So God, he used that to bring you closer to him. He used this situation to my mother to make me say, not my will, but your will be done. You know what I mean? You feel like jelly. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. everything that you're saying, I feel you and Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, but it was it was interesting when I went to go talk to my pastor and tell him what had happened. He said, you know, I guess some people just get mad at God and, you know, get angry. And he said, Pam, how how are you feeling, you know, Mm. about this? He said, you know, some people get mad at God. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him because I couldn't imagine being mad at God. Mm-hmm. And I said, Pastor, I said, the only thing is on my heart is that why not me? I said, mm-hmm. God gave his only son. Jesus. I said, why not me? I can't be mad at him. He's done too much for me. He's seen me in some darkest nights. He's, you know, he's brought me through. So I trust him. Mm. And he kind of looked at me and he's like, well, praise God, you know, but that is honestly how I felt at that moment. You know, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I don't hate God. I'm not questioning why God let this happen. I'm not questioning it because there's something bigger that is going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when the police, I mean, the TV stations wanted to interview us and I remember standing there and saying, you know, these police chases have to stop. Mm -hmm. I said, because cars are weapons. Mm -hmm. And when you chase a weapon, expect some kind of bad result, you know? And uh, it's just, I know what my work is. Mm -hmm. God is leading me to it. He's putting the right people in my path. And my work is to really look into these police chases, mm. the policies, the laws, you know, uh, I don't know if I, if it's state, national or whatever, but I know God is going to guide me through this and, and Cameron's death won't be in vain for me. Yeah. It Amen. will not be in vain. Did the police uh, take any accountability or responsibility for his death? Not yet. No. Mm-mm. What are they saying at this point? They aren't saying too much anything. Last I heard was that they got DNA from the stolen car because um, the, the the perpetrator got away. So they didn't catch him and he left a cell phone in the car. So we're still just waiting for all of that information to come back. But I know what my work is. I, I, I am steadfast, unmovable, unshakable in what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. that is to, to attack this. So when you think about the police chase, that's the thing that kind of gets your blood boiling. I got to get to the bottom of this. That's the thing that drives you out of this. That's what's driving me right now. Yes. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you verbalize it, like even doing podcasts like this, talking to people, you know, you sent me a, 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 an article yesterday Mm-hmm. Uh, telling me about it. So this is not something that is just happened. It just happened here in Cleveland, in Garfield. This is something that is happening around the world. The world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think the key would be, 
who is responsible for this? If it was anybody else in some kind of chase, you know, do they have a level of accountability for it? Or are they the police exempt because they are exempt and you just got in the way? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree. Something needs to be more information needs to be gotten. Yeah, know, I, I just I just think people really aren't aren't aware of how many police chases happen and then how many bystanders are actually killed in those chases. Yeah. You know, innocent bystanders. And then I you know, in reading the article, I uh I thought it quite important that you know, they'll report that there was a a chase and and a fatality, but the victim Mm. It's not really recorded that they who the victim was. Yeah. In the in the death. You know, they just record it as, you know, accident or homicide, you know. Um, and they don't decipher between whether who was the victim and who was the perpetrator, you know. So wow. I thought that was in an article I read that that was very interesting. They don't put that in some of the police reports. And, but I want it known that Cameron was not the perpetrator. He wasn't yeah. doing nothing wrong. He was the victim. And that's where I'm taking that. Yeah. So when you go, like, have you gone to the police station to try to talk to someone? I have not. I have not. Yesterday, I had to go there. And it was just, I wanted to go over to the police station part of it because I went to the court um, to do some work. And... I just couldn't my I couldn't go yet. I couldn't go over there. And I passed policemen and I spoke, hello, have a good day, happy new year. But to actually go into that building, I, I just couldn't find myself doing that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that let me know it's not time for me to deal in that way yet. Yeah. You know, something I wanted to add, people think that when someone passes away, that you bury them. And then you go about your business. It doesn't happen that way. That person and that person's spirit is still in your heart. You still see them. They are still very much alive, but you can't see them or touch them or really, you can talk to them. They just won't talk back. But it's a feeling, it's an empty, empty feeling. And my empathy with Miss Pam is that was the most pain I've ever felt to this moment. Mm-hmm. I've I've never felt that much pain because I actually watched my mom. I saw her in the process of her dying and when she died. And you can't explain it, you know, but I had this hole. I, I kept trying to grab my heart. Yes you know, my chest like this, because I felt like it it was something that I needed to feel it or it, it was, but somebody told me it was grief. Yep. It was pain that I could, cause I could not describe it. I wanted to take some kind of medicine to just let me, I, I had an unrest. I could not explain it. And I remember waking up for a while, probably on the day I heard for at least about a month, I would just wake wake up myself up just grasping for air. Like I couldn't breathe, like somebody had their foot on my chest. Mm. 
and I couldn't remove it, you know, but I would just be moaning and moaning and moaning. Mm. I would wake myself up and I would wake myself up and mm. it would be about Cameron because he, he would be the first thing I thought about when I opened my eyes. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it's something you just can't explain. Even now, just sitting here, I can still feel mm -hmm. that heaviness. Um, like I don't want to breathe. Like, yeah, I can't shake it off. You know. Yeah. But yeah, th 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 that's that's grief. It, it it is grief. But I see him in so many ways. I you know, and my mother would say, "Go, oh, Pam. You know, you need to be careful because some people may not understand it." But I remember saying that, you know, praying every night, Cameron, please come to me. Please come to me. I just want to see you one more time. I want you just to tell me you're okay. And one day outside at school, when I was out with my board, my students, I was standing there and I had my book bag and I had it on the ground and I was just looking up in the sky praying. And then all of a sudden I saw this yellow butterfly and I had never seen this yellow pretty butterfly before yeah. and it started just flying around flying around now i'm standing by bushes flowers but this butterfly landed on my book bag mm. Mm. and stayed there for a while yeah because i followed him and i looked and i was and then it just came to me it said that's cameron mm. And so he has shown up in so many other ways that if I finally realized that, Pam, you're not going to see him in the human form anymore. He's mm -hmm. a spirit. Mm -hmm. He's with God. So just little things that may happen. You know, one day I was walking to the front door and I heard somebody had given me a wind chime. And I heard the wind chime and I went to the window and I just said, hey, Cam. And when I turned around there and looked at my VCR, I mean, my uh, cable box, it had the numbers 333. 333 is an angel number. Those yeah. are angel numbers. And the day before, my daughter had told me, she's like, because she has a tattoo on her arm and it's 333. Mm -mm. And she said, ma. She said, you know, I got this tattoo on Cameron's birthday. Mm. I said, really? And that was the day before. And then the next day, I hear the wind chime. I, I see the 333 on the time. And I know that Cameron was reaching out to me again. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when I have my moments, when I'm missing him, he shows up. And yeah. I, and I, and I, I look forward to seeing how he's going to show up for me that day. Wow. I do. I really do. So that's what keeps me going. I had a rough Saturday. I had a really rough Saturday a couple of weeks ago. And I got up thinking about it, walking the house. And I heard somebody at my door. And I went and looked, and I didn't recognize the car. And then I went and looked out the side door. They couldn't see me, but I saw them. And it was a lady, didn't know who she was, a white lady. Mm -hmm. And when she pulled out, I went to the door and she had left an ornament, a Christmas ornament. Mm -hmm. And it had Cameron's picture in it. It was a winter scene in the ornament, a clear ornament. Oh, wow. And all I could do was just fall down 
and just start praying and crying because I knew it was Cameron again showing up when I really needed him. Yeah. So I say all that is, you know, when you close to the Lord and when you trust in him to take you through, he doesn't just leave you out here. You know, yeah. he sends somebody, something to yeah. say, hey, I'm here. So I'm still here with you. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. still by you. So that's what I, that's how I'm getting through this, because it, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I really wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. And I'm in my mother's room now. I've been here. I I live in Atlanta, but there is an unrest. You know, when you talked about Cameron's legacy, I realized how much my mother did. You know, things have more meaning when they're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, Cameron is no longer here. So now you get to dissect his life. You get to find meaning for his life. You look at all the things that he has done, some of the things that he did not do. And it makes you want to allow his legacy to live on and on and on forever. And that's going to be through you. You know that that is your job. So yep. per, say, for example, if, you know, when you pursue this new endeavor uh, about the police and police chases, it could be named Cameron, his last name, Cruz, mm -hmm. Cameron Cruz Foundation, Cameron Cruz Law. I mean, some people, you know, that's how we got drunk drivers. Mm -hmm. that, that one law, somebody mm -hmm. was killed. The mother pursued it, pursued it. You know, they get an actual law when you get enough people behind it. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it's just raising the people's level of awareness. Yep. And that's what you're doing in your own time. But God will give you what you need when it is time. Yep. I was talking to a friend yesterday. Her mom passed last year. And it felt like her mother had just passed the day before. Mm -hmm. So nobody can tell you when this pain will go away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I stopped by my cousin's house this morning after dropping my sister off at the airport and she just started praying and out of nowhere, man, it was like, it just happened. That same pain just came back to me and I just mm -hmm. let it go, let it go. So we go throughout our days, you know, you're going throughout your day and God is allowing you to see Cameron in different things. And that's a blessing. You know, when we can look at videos, I find myself looking at my phone, you know, pictures, you know, things that have happened, but it's a new way of living. It is. It's a new way of living that, you know, I ask the question, God, is this what had to happen to get me to this point? Mm -hmm. Because remember earlier, I talked about humility. I talked about the closeness to God. I talked about the willingness, the willing heart, the willing spirit. Because now you're like, okay, God, because now we realize death is real. Yeah. And guess what? We are all going to die, whether you want to or not. Yeah. We are going to have to go through the same process. Mm -hmm. Some people die. They know they're sick. They know that they're dying. But then you have people like Cameron, he did not, that was not in his cards when he left the house or where, whenever he left where he was going. Right. You know, 
And so you ask God all these questions too. You know, some people go to sleep. I don't know, but it's just, I know when it happens, I want to be on the right side. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure my soul is anchored and my soul is going to the right place. Yeah. You know, some people hate social media and texting and there's videos and all of that kind of stuff. But that stuff has really, it warms my heart to be able to go back and look at texts between me and Cameron. Mm, Um, You know, having him say, love you, you know, Mm. uh, call me later or, you know, that stuff, you know, I can hold on to that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then, you know, in my uh, video cam, security camera, you know, I went back through that and I can see the last day I saw him, you know, what that looked like and mm. him looking back at the door. Mm. Um, and Just then, for you so that you can look at it later. Yeah. And see yeah, yeah. And then him yeah. pulling out the driveway and it. Yeah. At, when I looked at that video, I was like, God, yeah. if I had only known, mm-hmm. I would have stopped him right there. If I had only known. Yeah. But it wasn't for me to know. And I have to accept that. But I got a chance to see my son that Friday. At 9.30 in the morning, I got my last chance to see him and tell him I love him and yeah. hug, him, hug him. And because nobody else got that chance but me. Wow. And I know God did certain things for yeah. me yeah. to be able to go through this journey. Yes. And nobody else experienced but me. Yeah. And that's what I hold on to. You know, that was me and Cameron. Me and Cameron. Special bond. Oh, my father, my God. But all I ask of people is be patient, patient and open with your kids. Mm, I was you you already read my mind. I was just about to ask you, what would you say to mothers in this situation? Being patient. Hmm. I was out shopping at who was I at? Nike, a Nike store, getting some stuff for a student. I said, well, since I can't spend money on Cameron, let me go spend some money on a student that needs it. And as I'm standing in line, there was this man there. He had his sons with him, and I guess they were still shopping, and one of the sons came up, and Dad got all frustrated and, you know, impatient with him. and, And before I knew it, when the boy walked away, I touched the gentleman. And I said, just be patient with him. Mm. I said, he doesn't know. Wow. And he looked at me and I said, I, I don't mean to step, you know, being, you know, out of place. I said, but I just lost my son. Jesus, Jesus. Just learn patience with him. And when the boy came back, he was at the cash register and I could tell he had kind of pulled himself together. Mm-hmm. But then I was falling apart when I went to the cash register, you know, because yeah. I'm like, you just don't know tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. It's not promised. And you don't know when it's the last time you're going to see your child yeah. or somebody you care about, you know. 
so God uses me in, in, in situations, you know, and I just have to be open to it and keep my heart open and not be intrusive on people, you know, but when I see it, I got to say something. <laughs> I got to say but something. But it, it sounds like you said it in love. I the way did. you just demonstrated the what I heard in your voice, he could have recognized the voice of God at that moment, which was why he was able to receive it. Mm -hmm. As long as you follow the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that person is going to know, I better get this right. Yeah. So that that was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I went home. I couldn't shop no more. I had to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was exhausted. Just, you know, when God uses you, there's an exhaustion after you do what you're supposed to do. You know, and I find that I'm, I'm sometimes I'm just so exhausted, just even with me coming and giving you that gift. I had an urgency because I had to give it to you. Yeah. But after I gave it to you, I was so exhausted. Yeah, yeah I understand because it's ministry. It's mm-hmm. like they say virtue came out of me. You is. It takes a lot because it's emotional and it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does take the physical to actually do it, but it's like teaching and preaching all day. Mm-hmm. After you teach and preach, you're teaching from your soul when you're giving those nuggets to people. Even right now, me and you both are probably going to go to sleep after, mm-hmm. after we get off this podcast because we're talking from our hearts. We're talking from our soul and we're talking with purpose. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot. That takes a lot, but it's ministry. It Mm -hmm. is all ministry. You are doing God's work right now Mm -hmm. because you don't know. I I never know how these podcasts are going to impact people, but believe you me, people contact me and let me know they heard it and thank you. Mm -hmm. So you're doing God's work. Just know that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I hate writing <laughs> and being a teacher. I hate it. I hate it because I had somebody, you know, a boss kind of, kind of like scar me yeah. as far as writing. Um, and, but I just feel like I have to put down in words mm-hmm. my journey so that somebody else can be helped. Can I tell you? Even if you have Zoom, because they have so many strategies that you don't have the people that write books don't know how to write and they don't like to write either. Mm -hmm. You can go on Zoom right now, create you an account and talk just like you're doing. Mm -hmm. Just talk. And then you can send that video to somebody to transcribe it for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can you can look at it and make sense of it yourself and then send it to an editor. And guess what? You've got your book. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do the heavy lifting. You're the boss of the book. Mm -hmm. I do my own writing. I was an English major. I like to write, (laughs) but I also have to take snippets of things and, you know, to multipurpose certain things. We can pull this and do exactly what I told you. And then we have our blog, but it's written. So you don't have to write it. You can speak it. You know, the power is in your mouth. It's in your tongue. 
So you can speak it and then have somebody on fiber to transcribe it for you. But you need to get that book because tomorrow is not promised. Get that legacy going. Yeah. And one thing else I've, I've learned too, get that will done. And you can also put that in somebody's will that, you know, in the event that it was to happen next week or tomorrow, I want so-and-so to continue Cameron's legacy. Mm. You know what I mean? Those things we have to write down or nobody will know. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you have some people that have nobody. So when they die, they're gone. And that's the other thing too that I've thought about after my mother. I want to continue her legacy, but I want to make sure that she is not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure of that. Yeah. Yep, every year from in Maple Schools, I give out a scholarship, um, and it's on, it says the Pam Cruz Scholarship, but I definitely will be changing the name of that to, you know, Cameron Cruz Scholarship. Okay. Amen. Yep. Well, as we come to a close, is there anything, well, you told the man to have patience. Did you give him those words of wisdom because you wish you had had more patience with Cameron? I do. I do. I think at the end, more so, when he got his own place, you know, we were on a good path, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't think Cameron was listening to me, you know, but he was. Mm-hmm. He was listening to all the things that we had gone through together. Times when I thought he wasn't listening, he was. Mm-hmm. And that came back to me through his friends, mm-hmm. through his the people he worked with, them just sharing who he was that I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, I, like you said, I saw one side of him, but he was out here touching people in special ways that I didn't even know. Yeah. That's something too. We have an image of what we believe they should be, Mm -hmm. who they should be, what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. The other revelation that I got out of my mother's death is one, this individual journey. We as their mothers have to lead and guide them Mm -hmm. according to the blueprint Mm-hmm. that God gave us. Yep. But many times we're trying to control the situation mm-hmm. so much that we don't really want to have time for God and we're trying to be God. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's not the blueprint. All we got to do is love them, lead them and direct them and pray for them. Yep. But we're trying too much to be God in the lives of our children. Yeah. I think one powerful thing that my mother said to me, she said, you know, Pam, she said, you taught me something. And I said, what? She said, you know, I wanted to tell you this when I saw you. She said, but I think I need to tell you this now. She said, you show me what God's love looks like. Mm. And I said, what do you mean? She said, with Cameron. She said, you never gave up on him. You were always there for him. And that's what God's love looks like. You know, we may push him away or stray away, but he's always there. Yeah. 
whatever we need, he's always there. And she said, and that's what you shot. That's what you taught me. Being your mother, that's what you taught me. And that just, that just warmed my heart when she said that, because, you know, we don't think people watching us. We don't think that we're teaching somebody something about mm -hmm. life or how to go through or, you know, things, mm -hmm. but we are, you know, yes. so it's, you have to be mindful of what you do and what you, who you associate with and, you know, you want somebody that's always pouring into you so that you can pour into others. Yeah. And I just thank God for my friends and and the people that supported me through all of this because they were constantly pouring into me, yeah. you know, and nobody ever told me, you know, well, you know, let just let camera go, you know, don't, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing too much or, you know, I had to get to that place with God, with, mm -hmm. you know, with God saying, I had to listen to his voice when he said, Pam, step back. Yes. I stepped back. Mm -hmm. When I had to be there, he was like, go, you know? Yes. So it's just you're learning so the voice sensitive. of God. Yep. Yep. You're so sensitive at this place that you can hear it. Yes. Loud and clear. So you move yep. the way that you need to move. You go where he tells you to go. Yeah. And the prayer is, I want to stay right here, God. I yep. want to stay right here with this relationship with you. Yeah. You realize how much you need him. I didn't realize it until all of this happened. I've, I've all my faith has always been strong since I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I had God has been in my life, and you know, growing up, you stray, you come back, you stray, you come back. But mm -hmm. I, I thank God that He has always given me that comeback to mm -hmm. know where I gotta come back to, yes. to get to get filled, to get back on track, you know. Cause his word lives in me, you know. Mm -hmm. I may not be able to say uh, quote scriptures, and I'm not saying I'm Miss Holy, 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 you know. But I know where my help cometh from. Yeah, and it comes and from you the have Lord. a relationship. The yep. other part is when it seemed like you strayed. That was part of God's plan too. Yeah, he was, was like, was "Okay, I'm gonna let this. I'm gonna let you. <laughs> I'm gonna let this rope go a little bit." You can, see what you, so you can see and then okay here you go i'm gonna pull you back pull in. you back here you go okay. yep yep because he doesn't leave us we leave leave him, him. yep yep Amen. absolutely well miss pam you have been a joy today this has been a blessing a blessing to me so i know there are mothers and sons out there who are being blessed as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope this blesses somebody. And oh my gosh. It, I can tell you right now. You can make it through. Just trust God. That's the only thing I can say. You know, yeah. people say it, trust God, trust God. But I mean, trust God. Mm. Trust him. Trust him from your whole being that he will guide you through it. He will guide you through it. I'm still going through this journey. I don't know what the end of this journey going to look like, but if, I know. If it is, you know what I mean? It's a, to me, it's a lifetime commitment now to the new thing that this has become. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, it becomes a part of you. So, you know, the end or the 
the journey, part of the journey is that is you getting stronger physically, emotionally, and spiritually in your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Ironclad. Yep. Ironclad. Absolutely. But all of that was the conduit, the process that he used to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, so God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. <sighs> Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to close out in prayer and want to thank you again for sharing your heart. I'm going to bow bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to heal Miss Pam's heart, continue to heal her in the loss of her son, continue to give her wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that she can continue to run this race vigorously according to the way you would have her to run it. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would continue to speak to her in that still small voice. And we just thank you, oh God, for all things big and small. And we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you the next time, Miss Pam. All right. Have a great day. You too. I loved this episode. If that sounds like you, please consider helping someone else by rating, reviewing, and following the show. This helps us support more mothers and sons and move them toward the peace of mind they desire. And if you want to be a part of the DLI community, send us an email at info at drlesleyinspires.com. And be sure to include your name and email address so that we can add you to our email list for updates. For additional resources, you can visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com.